Welcome to the Film Club Podcast. Hey everybody, this is your host Becky. I know you might be shocked because Dean usually opens the show, but right now, because of my pick, Dean's kind of in a glass case of emotions. So Dean, how you doing? I'm so incredibly depressed. This movie, man. Oh, this movie. In case you guys forgot, this week's pick is part of our Guilty Pleasures Week, so or Guilty Pleasures Month, rather. So this week's pick is Twilight, the 2008 teen classic, and Dean is... He looks kind of depressed, but I mean, that kind of goes with the movie. He's kind of doing that brooding vampire thing, so I think I know what Dean wants to be when he grows up now. Oh my god, they sparkle. They do. That's not even, that's not even like the worst part about the movie. This, this movie's just weird. Yeah, so we've got a lot to say about this movie, and this is rounding up our guilty pleasure month. So we do have a Dean's pick coming up. So stay tuned to the very end of the episode to hear what next week's pick is going to be, because I'm equally as interested in hearing what we're going to watch next week. So where do you want to start, Dean? I have questions. Okay. Questions. All right. So. Look, so wherever you want to start why twilight why why are you a fan of twilight the film the film the film well i'm a fan of the film because i'm a fan of the book series so naturally i went to go see this when the film came out i found it enjoyable but it could have been better and that was my opinions way back when i saw the movie for the first time okay now you like the movie because you like the book series, right? Yes. And big fan of the book series? Yeah. You know, re you read them a lot, reread them a lot. Nah, I reread them every once in a great while. So, is the love story in the book better than this? Because oh my god, Edward's creepy as hell. Yeah, he does some creepy things in the movie and the book. But the book, you really get more of a, a real love story than you do in the film. If It seems a little rushed. We go from them just meeting to he's gone briefly, then he comes back, and boom, they're in a relationship. So in the movie, or in the book, sorry, you get more... It's more realistic, the timeline. With this, it just feels like they're cramming so much into, you know, 90 minutes. Okay, so... I know you don't want me to rant and rave and start screaming again. I'm going to try not to. But Edward sneaks into her room and watches her sleep. Yeah, that's creepy. Okay. That scene, how it is shot, lit, done, in, in the film, mm -hmm. I thought that's when the movie was going to turn. And I was going to find out, oh no. It's a horror movie? Yes. And the whole thing hinges on the fact that... What if, you know, this girl who fell in love with this beautiful vampire that looks like Robert Pattinson, because... How could you not? How could... Yeah, sure. How could you not fall in love with hashtag new Batman? But it turns out that he's actually this psychopath who's just this super overly obsessive boyfriend that watches you while you sleep. This could turn into a horror movie. And it could nearly have turned into a horror movie. Uh, Midnight Sun, the... The Twilight version from Edward's perspective came out not too long ago. I read that, and a lot of that was his bloodlust. So it realistically could have turned into a horror movie, him being in the bedroom with her. Because there's a lot of times where he's like, you know, I could just end her life like that, and who's going to stop me? That so, sounds psychotic. Yeah, it's a little scary. Okay, so I can understand why Bella is 
overly attracted to Edward. I can get that because... Do you want to explain how you you came to that realization? Well, I came to this realization because I watched the movie and there's a part in it. Okay. And also, I actually did research for this, okay. all right? I watched whole video essays about this, these, this I'm... fucking book. Okay. So, no, there's no yelling. So, and this is actually something that I think is incredibly interesting. Edward tells her that... Oh, since I'm a vampire, everything about me is meant to draw you in. Mm -hmm. You know, how I look, how I sound, how I smell, mm -hmm. everything. And it kind of goes into the whole idea of what is love. Yeah. Baby, don't hurt me. And that love is really like this, this mixture of pheromones and chemicals in your brain that makes you just overly attracted to people. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's the things that trigger that, you know, kind of love. But it's also interesting that Edward, in a sense, is just this giant Venus flytrap that is drawing in its prey to, like, munch on them. Yeah. Now, that's the that's something I found really interesting and I kind of liked about it. And then, mm -hmm. here we're here and now we're here. Yeah. Edward is like, oh, you're so interesting, Bella. Bleh, bleh, because I can't read your mind. And I'm like, wait. Also, you can he doesn't read have minds? a Transylvania accent. He has, he has a really weird new yorky accent sometimes yeah i i don't remember where he came from i think I'm, I'm trying to you know go back to when i first read the books i think he's from the chicago area so there is a bit of a east coast but i think what you're talking about in the movie when his character uh kind of slips i think it's more his english accent that he's trying to cover up I... like um robert panson is trying to overcorrect his own English yeah. accent. Yeah, I think that that's what it is. I don't think he's trying to, you know, throw in... Uh, he's not trying he's... to throw in that super subtle, like... Yeah. That makes me kind of mad, because I thought the super subtle, like, Chicago-y, New York-y accent no. was on purpose, and I was like, that's... Okay, that makes him interesting, because, oh, cool. The, granted, there's a lot of things in this movie that are like, that's interesting, but it makes no logical sense, and that what got me on fucking yelling match, but I'm not gonna yell. No yelling. Yeah, no. no I, I think if, if if anything, it's a mistake. I think he must have flubbed it when he was doing the line, and they kept it in the movie. Yeah, I I don't know if maybe the other takes just didn't work. They or... had forty eight days to shoot this. I know. Kristen Stewart wore a wig so she wouldn't have to do makeup. Yeah. See, I told you I did research. You did, <laughs> and I mean, I'm not the biggest Catherine Hardwick fan. I've never seen like Lords of Dogtown, whatever else that she shot. She did Lords of Dogtown. Yeah. The skateboard movie. Yeah. Oh my god, this movie makes so much more sense now. So it's like, I don't know if this is just her style, her way of doing things. But there were a lot of things in the movie that I didn't care for. But I'm, you know, part of... I'm with this movie because I care about the book series. Okay. You say this part about this movie you didn't care for. And we already yeah. kind of touched on that. It's because there's differences between it and the book and the thing that people say, which I... Ang that angers me to no end. Yeah, apparently say, Dean is triggered by the there's never a, a movie better than its book. Which is an outright lie. Let's be, you look, know, can I, we, can we just really... agree on that? That there are, in fact, movies that are better than the book. I don't know. There's a lot of <sighs> book movies, or movies from books that I haven't read before seeing the movie. You know, I, I really don't want to, you know, put my my foot, you know, down and say, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I can't agree, with, you know, with the book being um, superior than the movie. 
But in this instance, I'm going to go with that, you know, famous quote, because the book is better than the movie. I can, the, I all can the probably... other books are better than the movies in this franchise. They do get better over time as they get more funding, as, you know, they become, you know, this phenom. They do get better. But with this one, it could have been a lot better, but since it was kind of, you know, a, a smaller art house kind of film because Summit yeah. was the one that picked it up. Summit wasn't that big at the time. Yeah, but so, this is... This isn't like an art housey kind of film. It feels like this was a movie that was designed to to like pick up on like the Harry Potter boom of the early 2000s that um young adult teen mm -hmm. um story and just roll with it because that was a thing in the early 2000s and I I guess up until like now where after the Harry Potter boom where Warner Brothers found out, "Oh, we find this young adult like fantasy series and we can just print money by making this because we have such a built-in audience. And Twilight, another one of those had a giant built-in audience. But what I, what I mean by art house is cinematically the way it's shot. She shoots it in kind of this odd art housey kind of way. And, um, you know, as, as they progress on, they're more, you know, big screen, you know, big movie franchise, the way that they're shot where they look really realistic and in this one, we have, you know, parts where they just really punch it with the blue. and Oh, yeah, I know the color in this movie is yeah, god-awful. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. Even from the first time I saw I, this in the theater, I, I wasn't a fan of it. It's like, I get that we're trying to show, you know, the colder, the darker side, you know, the more vampiric side. Well, it's supposed to be gloomy Washington in or Portland. It, it's, uh, it's Washington. It's Forks, Washington. Yeah. But... It's like I, I the, get the I get color in this going. movie is hot garbage. Yeah, I, I don't like that from a, a photographer standpoint. You know that was something that was a mistake that I made early in my career. You know you really hit the colors hard because you're you're just trying to like overcompensate and then you know as time goes on you kind of see you know hey I need to scale it back and look make things look more realistic. So I I get why they chose blue because they do the same thing in New Moon the sequel to Twilight where it's more focused on the werewolves. So it's more of a uh, sepia, earthy kind of tones because we're trying to show more uh, the more nature, the the rock kind of side of things. So it's like I get what they're trying to do, but it wasn't my thing. The the blue drove me crazy. It still drives me crazy when I watch the movie because it's just so distracting. I thought I got a bad copy. No. It it just looks like it, that. It's just that blue. And even the first time I went to go see it, I saw it with my cousin Yasmin, and I kind of looked at her, and I'm like, I'm like, is it just me, or is it super blue? And then uh, I got it, the DVD, and it was blue, and I'm like, okay, so it wasn't the, the, the film copy, it's just the way that this movie was shot, so, or color edited. I have some things. Okay. Some points here. Okay. This movie is not shot art house, it's just shot poorly. <laughs> now, I, I understand what you mean, it's not shot, it's not shart yeah it's Freudian slip this movie is a little bit of a shart so this movie isn't shot in a traditional no. big Hollywood structure no or in, not structure in a big Hollywood style you know there's not a lot of fancy stuff but I could see that the director had an idea of what was going on but a lot of the way this movie is shot even even feels like this is kind of like a paycheck job where... Can there's... I jump back in really quick? Uh, yeah, sure. 
What? Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. No, oh. no, no. Oh, I was afraid. No, no. Um, what I was going to say was, you know, how they're choosing to shoot more in the, the blue kind of, you know, color palette. It, it kind of reminded me of, like, other movies like um, Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, well, okay, but for so, reasons why people, I was afraid. I looked over and she was bringing up the Twilight soundtrack and I was about to have a heart attack. Well, we are going to talk about the soundtrack later. Yeah, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to your, your god and your goddess, um, you know, Paramore. We'll get to that. Love Paramore. Don't you dare say a bad word about Paramore. Don't hurt me. Keep going. Keep but going. But it's like, I, I think maybe that's the kind of vibe that she was trying to go for. Like with these movies where, you know, you know, the iconic purple in Grand Budapest, um, Midnight in Paris, the, you know, the royal blues that we get. Um, but I don't think she hit the mark with what she was trying to do. Well, those movies you referenced all came out years after this. Yeah. But I look, I think what she was trying to do is show a difference between the rest of the outside world versus this, because we see in the beginning she's in Arizona. It's, we get know, flashes of her mom, and she, that's not there, and it's a lot more... It's not even brighter. It's just color-corrected properly. Yeah. And when she's in, you know, Washington, it's supposed to be this dark, and basically everything in the movie is supposed to look overcast as sin. And that's it's like, the point. And it's like, yeah, I can get that, you know, we're going from the, the warm temperatures of Arizona to Florida where her mother is in and then back to Forks where it's raining like 99% of the, the time there. But I really don't think we needed the blue. I don't think we need that oh, icy God, kind of no. feeling. It, like It doesn't do anything. No. Like, it, it doesn't do anything really visually. It makes the movie look cheap. Yeah. That's the big gripe I have with mm -hmm. this. The movie looks cheap. That's my gripe with it, too. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure they had plenty of money. I'm sure they had, you know, they had plenty of time. I know that. They had, like, 50 days to shoot this. 48, something like that. I think you said 48 days. Yeah, they had 48 days to shoot it. Um, the director knew how to get a lot of time with the actors. Mm -hmm. The director just done other work. I mean, they... A competent crew, but this feels like kind of a slapdash job. Like, hey, this Twilight thing is hot right now. Yeah. We got the rights to it. We need you to crank out a movie so we can get something out by the summer. You got six, seven months. Yeah, because originally Paramount picked up the movie to make, and they were kind of just dragging their feet on, you know, okay, let's do the script for this. Let's, you know, hire this person to act out this character. And Summit came along and they're like, hey, we've got the money and we'll do it, like, right now. Do you want to jump ship? I mean... So... I could... I would really like to know the turnaround for this. Like, I... The, granted, I, wait, I don't need to know it right now, but that'd be something kind of interesting to know is, at what point did Summit say, hey, we... This is ours, and then did the turn... Because the, the book came out three years before this. Yeah. I'm sure it probably... I can imagine it probably was a big hit when it came out. Yeah, it, it was pretty big when it came out. And, okay. Uh, it felt like when I heard about Summit picking it up to when it hit theaters, it felt very fast. Yeah. So, so it didn't feel like I had to wait, like, you know, three years, five years. It felt like, you know, we just heard about it, and then maybe the next year that we were getting, you know, promotional images for the movie. So I think they probably could have spent a little bit more time on it to really fine-tune it before they kind of just rushed with everything yeah because the script seems all over the place yeah the performance okay 
this is a point of contention earlier. So, the actors in this movie, all of them, almost almost all of them, there's, there's a few that I, like, mm-hmm. okay, you're actually trying, but almost every actor in this movie, you could tell, is phoning it in to the maximum. Robert Pattinson oh, yeah. is at the forefront of the phoning it in club, because... Look, I've seen Robert Pattinson in other movies. I've seen him in The Lighthouse, and he's really good. Mm-hmm. He's a really good actor. He likes being, you know, more weird, art housey kind of movies. Yeah. Really good. I've seen Kristen Stewart in things other than this, and she's actually a pretty good actress. Really, you know, strong, all this other stuff. We have side characters in these movies where I've seen them in other things and they've been pretty good. Yeah. There's also some actors that I've that are in this movie that I'm like, yeah, no, you're you're really trying, Mr. Lautner. You're really giving it your all in all the three scenes you're in. But and we know how how big of a fan of a uh, Taylor Lautner that you are. You mean Shark Boy? Your boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, the acting in this movie is just so bad, and it's really hard for me to like connect with anybody did you have issues with that like trying to connect with the characters on screen i mean granted you had some connection with them regardless because you read the books and you're yeah. like oh they're on screen i can like i know what they're thinking in this scene because i remember from the book but like just just as a movie because i only seen the movie i yeah. am i am adrift on the island that is the twilight universe because i have no idea what what's in those waters yeah i mean you know i could see it in the movie where they're not really connected with their character and it's like i get that this is your first go with these characters not everyone can walk into it the way other actors can where it's you know as soon as they act that role out they are this person with them it feels like yeah some of them they feel like they're phoning it in other people it's like they're more still trying to figure it out I mean, like, the two dads in the movie? Yeah, uh, Bella's dad, who's Charlie Swan, chief of police. I know Mm. you really liked him. Well, because he was the perfect, the perfect Mm -hmm. small-town, deadbeat, trying-his-best dad. Okay? Well, I mean, Billy Burke's also a great actor, too. Yes, alright? Like... And then you like Jacob's Billy, dad, right? Yeah, Billy Black, yeah, right? Yeah, Billy Black okay. by Gil Birmingham. Okay, those two together, I was like, oh, it's the it's the chief police and his, like, the Native American, like, is, is he a tribal leader or, or does he just live on the reservation? He lives on the res- reservation and we get more information throughout the series. Spoiler alert. Uh, there are werewolves in the series. Really? Yeah, I didn't think I that at all when they said the out the old legend of our people is we were born from wolves mm. and we fought these ancient people who were born from another ancient demon tribe. Yeah, totally, hey, totally didn't get that. Because we see it from Jacob where he doesn't really believe it. He thinks it's more of a joke. Doesn't he? Isn't he actually a werewolf though? He does, but that does doesn't it? happen until the next movie. Is that the first time he turns into a werewolf? Yeah. What? Yeah, so he hasn't turned yet, so he thinks that, you know, oh, my dad and my grandpa, you know, all they're nuts, you know, the, the, oh yeah, we were werewolves, but yes, yeah, so he is the the chief, the, the leader of their pack, Billy Black. Okay, so, so if, I think that would be way better if it was just, you know, oh, Charlie, the uh, the the chief of police, has to go and hunt down these random serial killers in the town with the help of his wheelchair-bound um, Indian chief leader Billy Black, and they're going. Th- that would have been way more interesting. Well, you get more of that 
as the series progresses. Do, because do I get my supernatural style show where it's Chief Swan and Billy and Chief Billy Black rolling through Oregon fighting like werewolves and like vampires? Do well, I get it, that show? Well, it would be through Washington, not Oregon. Even Washington, though most of whatever. the movie was shot in Oregon. But uh, we get more that of... Way more <laughs> but, but we get more of Billy kind of trying to lead Charlie down a different path because he himself is supernatural. So he's like, I can't really let you in completely, even though you're my best friend. So he's kind of... That would have been so much better, though. Where it's like, dude, you've been my best friend for like 30 years. We grew up together. Now I find out you're a werewolf, but I'm the chief of police, and I have to go and hunt down these things, and now I have to call in your help. That, that'll come later. Way that, better. That, that comes much later down the, down the line of the story. Okay, but you see, there is stuff about this where I like, because their chemistry on screen was really nice, even though they're all in the background. And, and that it's was really one of cool. my favorite things in the movie, because that's how they're written in the book, and they portrayed it perfectly. Okay. So, see, common ground here. Yes. See, boo, we found common ground. I, yes, we Can did. I get back to yelling and screaming about this get the movie? No, no, no yelling and screaming, because you're doing good. Okay. You're, you're learning more things, you're seeing the, the bigger picture follow up on this yes. bigger bigger picture here yes so but yeah the rest of the actors are, are hot garbage right Kristen stewart she really didn't sell me on the role of bella i mean she i okay i've never read the books and i did have a question about Go bella for it. in the books is bella supposed to be a bombshell no she... bella's just this ordinary girl the guys are going nuts over her because She's just the newest thing in town. It's a small town where, you know, everybody knows everybody. The people that you've gone to school with have been the people that you've known since, like, preschool, kindergarten. So for the guys, it's like, you know, a huge deal that there's a new girl in school. And she's just an ordinary, pretty girl. Pretty in an ordinary way. But she gets, like, inserted into this, like, hashtag exact high school friend group every popular kid thinks is supposed to be like she has the the friend who's the jock the friend who's the, the ch cheerleader kind of type cheerleader kind of type the friend who's like on the yearbook committee yeah. the friend who's also in the school newspaper like yeah. she just gets inserted into the popular group right away and it also seems like she's the one who offhandedly knows what what every okay so i'm i'm gonna exemplify this with with a pit of with a bit of dialogue a scene that just stuck out in my mind okay because i've i know this they're at the beach yeah you know they're getting ready bella's there and she's like oh man edward's not here oh i'm bummed and then her friend i don't know glasses is like oh man angela, <laughs> angela is like man blonde beefcake dude didn't ask me out to the prom man he's been oh man he just keeps backing out and bella in the offhanded comment was like hey you're a strong independent woman don't need no man why don't you ask him and she's like you know what bella you're right i am a strong independent woman i'm gonna go ask him and take charge of my life okay i'm not even messing up the lines boo that's that that's dialogue scene well what and was your question that's not a real conversation. How is that not a real conversation? Boo, I say, you're a strong, independent woman. Why don't you take care of it? And you say, fuck off, Dean. Well, because it's usually something ridiculous that you're telling me to go do. 
Yeah, look, it's usually, you know, you're a strong, independent woman, boo, go make me a sandwich. And I'm like, I must kill you now. Oh, no, can you make me a sandwich? You want to die? I love you. So. So, she's not trying to ask out Mike, who's the blonde one. She's trying to ask out Eric, who's the, the newspaper guy. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, do, I misread that, that entire situation. Exactly. So let Also, me... really? Yeah. Really? The yes. newspaper. Okay. Honey. So, so in the book. Honey, you're a little bit above his pay grade if you catch yes, my drift. In the book, there is Eric who runs the newspaper and there's another friend of their friend group, Ben. So that's who Angela ends up is with Ben. But in the movie, I guess maybe they didn't have enough funding for casting. So they turned Eric and Ben into one character. It's the same with um, Jessica. There's Jessica, the blonde girl, who's, you know, secretly jealous of Bella. The one that ends up with Mike, the the jock. That was supposed to be a secret? No, no, no. Okay. It's not a secret. But there's Jessica and Lauren in the book, and they kind of, like, gang up on Bella, and they're, they're both, you know, bitchy, high school, you know, miserable girls. But they combined those two characters into the one. So that's why things kind of seem a little confusing when you read the book because there's more people that they're kind of cutting out but like okay bella makes these offhanded comments to to her friend group yeah and they're like you know what bella before you i was not a strong independent woman but now i am a strong independent woman because you said that and i'm like what do you mean well because it's not how we is see Bella this... supposed to be perfect in the book no she's or... not and she's not perfect in the movie well okay there, I think there's a thing where I'm I'm losing the disconnect. There's a disconnect for yeah. me here, okay? And I, that's obvious. Yeah. I just... So, in the movie, I get it. New girl in town. She's awkward, sad, whatever. She doesn't have a lot of conversations with anybody. She's really quiet, yeah, first of all. Yeah, she just kind of hangs out with them. Hangs out with them, right? But everyone around her is, like, fawning over her. Yeah. They're like, oh, I want to be your best friend. Oh, I want to plow your brains out. Oh, I want to go to the prom with you. Like, she she is, she is, just becomes the most popular thing in the, on the planet, and she doesn't really have any flaws, at, le- at least in the movie. I'm Again, never read the books. In yeah. the movie, what like her flaw is, I'm kind of lonely, and I'm in love with, with Robert Pattinson Vampire, which... And she's also clumsy, and, you know, they, they How make... is she clumsy? Well, in the book, she's constantly falling down and hurting herself. In the movie, they kind of scaled it back, so we see her fall down when she's coming out of the house. Yeah. So they could have played... That's another point. They could have played up that more, that part of her her character, because she's constantly doing things and getting hurt. But that's one of the lines in the movie, too, where they're talking about, oh, you know, she's suddenly the shiny new toy that someone brought to school. I, I so, get that. So where... that's what basically what this is. It's not that she's a bombshell. It's just she's brand new. She's a mystery. I've got to take that before someone else becomes her friend, some, before someone becomes her boyfriend. I can I can get that. Yeah. I can get that. That happens in, you know, real life. It does. I, you know, seen new kids come to, mm. you know, the schools when I was younger, and they just became the most popular thing mm-hmm. because they were new. No one knew them. It's a novelty. Yeah, it's a novelty thing. But, again, in the movie, mm-hmm. she doesn't really have any flaws. She doesn't really have that much of a character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. 
you know, there's there's something there, but she's supposed to be clumsy. We see her fall down once on some ice because she's not paying attention. And even yeah. then, that that scene was kind of useless. Yeah, it, because you don't have the context of this is basically her. She can't, you know, walk across a straight line without tripping over nothing. Yeah, and then there's another thing where... I think you said she's supposed to talk in her sleep, but then that's never in the movie. There, there's, yeah. the, there's the issue. Here's the here's the disconnect that we have here. You read the books. You have all the context. I haven't. I've only seen the movie. So and because I've you... only seen the movie, I just... She is nothing. She's a blank slate, and, and Robert Pattinson is creepy serial killer who wants to plow this 17-year-old girl. Okay, so let me give you context on Angela. Because you were like... What do you mean, you know, all of a sudden you're the strong, independent woman? Well, before she comes to town, it's only Jessica and the other guys in the friend group. And Jessica is this snob who, you know, I'll step I'll step over you before I help you. So if she had come to her at any point and said, hey, I really want to go to the dance with this person. What should I do? She'd be, you know, well, that's not that's not my problem. You know, I've got my date to worry about. I, I don't have any time to worry about yours. So this is kind of finally time where she's getting help with, oh, hey, maybe I should be assertive. Maybe, you know, what's the worst that can happen? He could say no. So she kind of gets some strength and, well, hey, I took her advice. It worked out for the best. You know, maybe I can be, you know, my own independent woman without thinking that I am, you know, below people. I get it. Okay. I, I get it. Basically, she's had shitty friends up until Bella. Yes. Totally understandable. Mm -hmm. I get that. Okay. My issue still stands. Bella in the film has nothing wrong with her. Like, there's her... There's no flaw. There's not a thing. Like, I think that's a thing in teen melodrama. In, like, a lot of teen movies in general. Where, oh, it's the outcast kid who comes in and through these trials and tribulations finds a you know, tight-knit friend group, you know, or falls in love or things like that. It's, it's, that's the general story and line in most teen stories. Yeah. Outcast finds their place in this crazy thing we call high school. Yeah. All right. In this, she doesn't, she doesesn't need to because she, she just comes in and yeah, granted it's a little bit, it's, I mean, I can't say it's real to life because I, because there's vampires and werewolves. Well, and... no, not even, not even that. The whole thing of, her just having an immediate friend group of popular people out of nowhere. I've seen that, but that's usually at like the middle school or elementary school level level. Granted high school, isolated town. I can see that. Whatever. I'm also, not even going to get into that. Also her dad's chief of police. So it's like, why not? Am I going to befriend the, the chief's daughter that who could possibly get me out of trouble? Did all, I just blow your mind there? For, first of all, no, because Hey, yo, girl, you know, I know you're the chief police daughter. Want to come and hang out with us and drink some beers and smoke some reefer at the lover's lane? And My she's like, God, how no. old are you, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you talk to me later about this and I'll we'll get back to it. But like, no, like, I'm not I'm not buying this, but he, I'm getting back to it. So I get it. Bella is supposed to be shiny new toy. Yeah. She's then she immediately becomes popular or getting played into a friend group. So she, there's no task here so she's not an outcast first of all she's not an outcast in the film not and then her only issue is that she's supposed to be kind of clumsy but she's not in the movie she's a little she's a little bit of a she's a klutz once yeah which i thought they really needed to play up more because it's 
a huge thing throughout the books. So it's kind of like they dropped the ball there. Yeah, and then the other thing is she's... In the movie, she's like kind of a wallflower. You yeah. know, she's just really quiet, doesn't want to be, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, oh, being with Edward brings her out of her shell or anything like that. That doesn't do anything. Because she's still the same person at the end of the movie. The only difference is her and Edward are now at more of an understanding of their relationship than really anything else. Yeah, we won't we won't see the two of them come out of their shells until the the sequel movies then we get more you know perspective on the two of them uh edward starts to hang out with bella's surrogate friend group that she makes so we see a little bit more of realness from the two of them but in this movie we're just getting the the two wallflowers who are just there every day until school year ends yeah i don't because that okay because that's the thing that I have a huge disconnect with Bella. Like I can't, I can't find her interesting at all. Cause there's nothing there for me to, to grab onto. Mm-hmm. Granted, I'm, I'm a 20 something year old dude trying to watch a, a film about a book that was aimed at 50 high school aged girls. Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably missing some very vital life experience to, to grab onto. But the other thing is also Edward is, an, is a, straight up this could have been a horror movie yeah very easily it could have because and also that would have been amazing okay i'm, I'm put on my tinfoil hat real quick all right okay Hats so on. here's the movie here's the movie edward and bella you know they see each other and he's actually that venus fight fly trap super predator that they say in the movie and okay brings in bella and bella's just in oh oh i'm so in love and then edward is like wait I can't read your mind. You're so interesting, mysterious. Literally, what's in the mm-hmm. movie. And then they, you know, fall in love. They get together. And then he, she finds out that, oh, wait. Wait, you watch me in my sleep? And he's like, oh, yeah. You know, it's just so fascinating to watch someone like you sleep. And, and then it's like, wait, that's kind of weird. And then maybe it's a thing where instead of it being all this lovey-dovey, oh, he writes me notes in, like, science class or Oh, he, like, watches me as I'm walking home from school. Oh, how romantic. It's like, yo, he just never leaves me alone. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have... And it turns into, a, like, a, like, a thriller, like a horror film, where this girl falls in love with this vampire, and he falls in love with her, and then it turns out that, yeah, no, like, you're, you're a guppy who has fallen in love with a shark, and this shark really, really likes you. And then it's like, that that would have been, like, terrifying. Because think about it. It's this guy who could just kill her very easily. We see in the movie that if he tried to bang her, he'd snap her in half. Yeah. So that could have been, like, another terrifying thing. Like, maybe he wants to, like, get it on. And she's like, no, I kind of like having a spine. And he's like, come on, baby, it's all good. And she's like, no. And there's this whole, like, weird thing where you have this implication that... He could just snap at any moment. The frustration and everything would go in and he could just kill her. And she has to, like, try and subtly, like, run away from him. And because he can't read her mind, there's a whole subplot there. Like, there could have been some interesting shit done with these characters and the setting in this type of film or this type of story. But it doesn't... It it doesn't, though. It's It's just this weird teen love story. And I'm really mad about that. So what I'm gathering is that Dean's going to start watching, or not watching, but he's going to start writing some uh, 
Twilight fanfic? God, no. God, no. Fifty Shades of Grey has done that, and I'm... No. God, no. So should I look for you on Tumblr to see, you know... Jesus Christ, Your, no. your latest a, chapters that you're going to put I out? I have a life. I would never be on Tumblr. Uh-huh. But, oh my God. Like, the, look. I get it. The thing I just described is not this story at all. It's supposed to be a genuine love story. Yeah. But it's not that... Again, I've only seen the movie, and the love is just not there. It seems like they're just kind of fond to be around each other. That, that's what I was saying. The book's a lot better. You get more in-depth. You get more detail. You get more dialogue. It, it's just we jump from them meeting to uh, them, you know, kind of figuring each other out to starting a date. And then we have, you know, this curveball thrown with this coven of vampires that comes into town. So, again, that, everything is just too That could compacted. have been another aspect of my horror story, where Bella <laughs> thinks that Edward is lying about being a fucking vampire veget- vegetarian, and his family are the ones killing everybody in the town. And then she's like, oh my god, this guy is not only obsessed with me, but he's also completely lying to me, and he's killing people. Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking die by being blasted through the chest by a vampire! Like, the, the horror movie writes itself, people. Oh, my God. Again, if you guys want to read Dean's fan fiction, it Please should be available God. by January. No fan fiction. Oh, my God. Look. End of January, maybe. The the thing is with this movie... But he's also a romantic, so he might save it for Valentine's Day 2021. I swear to God. This Continue. movie just makes me angry. The, there's just so many things about this movie where... This, okay, there's things in this movie where point A, B, and C are like, that's really interesting. But then D, E, and F are like, wait, that makes A, B, and C kind of weird? Yeah. And then it just it just goes on the whole alphabet where it does that, where it's like, this is kind of interesting, but that's kind of weird. And then that's kind of like bad, but that's like, oh, that's good. And this movie is just a jumble of stuff. Yeah. Like, the baseball scene, I thought was actually kind of interesting because it's the only part of the movie where you're able to really see the physicality of what these vampires can really do. They're ultra fast, they're ultra strong, all this other stuff. And and then it's like, well, what's the downside of being a vampire? I guess the not being able to go out into the sunlight, like but, well, every they can, they can, just, but they just it... look weird. Yeah, and that would draw attention. So, also, like that's another that's another thing. I just, I know, I know you hate me for this because I do this all the time. Where I'm like, well, that doesn't make logical sense. I say as I tip my monocle. And then I have to tell you, it's just a movie. It's just a movie, bro. It's not that deep, bro. It's not real life. It's fake. It's but, something to get us by. But, like, there, there's an issue there. Because I think looking at... There's some movies where I completely get it. This isn't supposed to be a logical anything. You know, Edward Scissorhands is like that. It's it's a storybook fairy tale kind of movie. Yes. It's not supposed to be taken literally in no. any sense of the imagination. You know, and even Romeo and Juliet. There, there's even an aspect of that which I, I will admit, Romeo and Juliet. I can, I get it. It's supposed to be this cartoon hyper, hyper reality. It's not supposed to be taken that seriously. Totally get that. This movie though, it's 
for the most part, it's realistic. It's set in the real world, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Sands, vampires, yeah. and werewolves. But there's nothing fantastical. She uses Google. I see Amazon.com mm-hmm. on there. And then we have, like, Edward, who is just repeating high school over and over again, which, I'm be honest with you, must be really redundant after yeah. a while. Like, it's just weird. And then there's a whole other aspect of, well, why do you keep repeating high school when you could just, like, get a hashtag fake ID and just go anywhere? But I get it. Likes to be with people, his own kind, you know, community, and just sticks around with them. But his dad, Carlisle, is, like, a doctor? Yeah, his father's a doctor. Well, I mean, couldn't he just, like, hey, guys... So, there's a very rare skin disorder. Um, it, it's very strange. Apparently, it's very unique to people in, like, my family bloodline, you know, blah, 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 where our skin sparkles in the sunlight. Couldn't that have been, like, couldn't you just hashtag Docker musing that stuff away? I don't know. I mean, it's just a thing in this vampire culture in this film. They sparkle. I don't know why. Well, I, mean, I, I never thought it was, you know, oh, wow, look at that. It's just kind of like I'm used to traditional vampires where they explode in sunlight or they have to wear, like, the rings in the vampire diaries. They're, like, daylight rings so that they can pass for human beings. Yeah, well, there's, like, look, if we're going to get into the whole thing with vampire yeah. mythology and rice of uh, interview with the vampire fame you know the origins of vampires then mm-hmm. the ancient queen of vampires was abducted by aliens and they got it on and then they she gave birth to vampires that's yeah. like we could you know talk all through the night about vampires but yeah the sparkle thing isn't even like a isn't even like a thing i'm angry about if people get angry about oh the vampire sparkle and that and that is your i will die on this hill mm-hmm. that's why these movies suck bruh that that's anthill mole or you're making a mountain out of a molehill here <laughs> all right the sparkling thing she tried to take a stab at doing something unique with the vampire mythology and missed and Whatever. to make them look more beautiful because like you were saying earlier with the venus fly trap you know their scent lures people in their beauty their voices they're supposed yes. to be designed to lure things yeah. into them which but... is very unique on its own because we've seen in a lot of movies, these vampires tend to be incredibly good looking. So well, of course the, they're gonna they're gonna draw attention. It's sort of it's the Bela Lugosi hypnotic eye thing, yeah. just taken to an extreme, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah. But oh my god, this. Okay, it's just there's no downside to being a vampire, at all really. And apparently the only thing that you can do to kill them, at least that I've seen in the movie. Is you just rip their head off and light them on fire. Yeah, you tear them apart and burn them up. Yeah, where it's like, okay, I get that. But they could, in all reality, if they really wanted to, they can just come clean and be like, hey, what's up? Um, You know, we're the Cullens. How's it hanging? Uh, Yeah, we're vampires. Um, We're immortal. Uh, If you need proof, I'm a doctor. Um, And that should be enough because I've been able to practice medicine for the last 
at least 100 years on the same license. Well, I mean, this isn't what we do in the shadows, where they're, they're very okay with people knowing that they're vampires. What we do in the shadows is great, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome, because I introduced you to the series and the movie, so... I've yet to watch the movie, but I have seen all the all the series. Yeah, I need to fans watch the movie. Of, fans of what we're going to do in the shadows, don't worry, we will be doing a, a movie review on them, because that movie, <laughs> it's gold. Yes. I, I mean, the show but... enough is... A masterpiece, but the movie is so good. But, like, you get, you get my point, right? There's yeah. no downside to being a vampire. Not in this universe. Not in this universe, like, at all. No. And they could just come clean and be like, yeah, we're vampires, we're mortal beings, deal with it, what are you gonna do? Because, I mean, If they they're... wanted to send anybody to try and, like, if it's, like, a thing where, oh, they'll never understand us because we are creatures of the night. And I'm like, but, bro, like, you can bench a, a Ford pickup, like, you... Well, you're going to be fine. But what, what you're not what I... seeing is that in the next movie, this is when we're introduced to, like, the... Um, Spooky werewolf people, yes. The werewolves, but also, like, kind of the godfatherish, the, the family of vampires. So there is, like, a certain family that is in charge of the vampiric line and who have set the guidelines of, you know, people can't know that we exist. So... I'd have been, like, bro, like... It's getting really... Dude, the property tax on this house... Like, I have to change my practice license every, like, couple years? Yeah. Wait, does Carlisle have to go through med school every, like, 20-so years to get a new medical license? He could, because in the books, um, Edward and some of the other characters, they do have doctorates and masters, so they do go to college, and they do get degrees and other things, so it could be a thing where he might have to go back to school and renew it. So, wait a minute. So these... these vampires these nosferatus have doctorates yeah i mean what else are you gonna do when you're dead and have a ton of time on your hands and you also don't sleep you don't sleep ever made a point of that they don't sleep which would drive i feel it would drive them mad and also that also goes to the point of why washington I, I get it, I get it because, oh, it's super overcast all the time, they can basically go out whenever they want, you yeah. know, it, it's very easy for them to get to get along, but yeah, they can travel, you know. And, and they do, in, in the books, you know, they've traveled, they mention their travels, but this works for them the best because it's, you know, cloudy 99% of the time, and it's, as this person that can't go out during the day... Why wouldn't you want to live in a place where... You yeah, could go out during the day. And you know, it, it's 24 boring. hours is... Yeah. yeah, but you could still leave during the middle of the day. You don't have to wait till nightfall. There's, it's, This is just going to go into the things where I find logically flawed in the movie mm-hmm. that is going to make you want to punch me. But this, It's okay. I'll just keep reminding you, this is a movie. This I, is not real life. I get it. But this movie is has so many problems where it's like these characters... Like, the vampires are these immortal beings with no downside to being an immortal being other than everlasting life for the most part. Like they don't age, right? Like no. they, they never, they will no. never die of old age no, as long I... as they can keep eat. And also they don't need to eat people. They just need like blood, like any yeah. blood will do. Yeah. Which is something I, um, I would like to connect to, uh, the preacher comic books, which okay. is awesome because there's actually a character in there, Cassidy, who is a vampire and, he goes through the whole spiel of vampirism where garlic doesn't do anything, yeah. um, crosses don't do anything, 
and blood doesn't need to be human as long as it you know it's, you get a rare yeah. steak and that's good enough for you where all that stuff it's like oh i get that that's cool it's interesting it's it's a different play on the vampire mythology but sunlight still kills him yeah but in this it's like so i get it any like any meat will do a raw or like a rare steak will will do well they don't eat so well they don't they, well okay I don't i'll say steak... sucking blood counts as eating yeah, just a I different mean, idea of eating. With them, you know, when we get further down the line in the story, um, blood bags are introduced into the story. So it's, you know, it could be a blood bag, it could be an animal, it could be a person. So it's as just, long as it's, it's blood. blood. Otherwise, you don't feed and you just kind of desiccate. You, you know, you, you, yeah, you, dis- yeah, you die. Yeah, but, so, the but that's about is, it. Is they, so they don't need to even drink human blood to survive. No. So if they even came clean and said, yeah, we're vampires, but we're not, you know, Nosferatus. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are Nosferatus, but whatever. But we can just, like, give us a, you know, a rare steak every once in a while. We'll eat some deer meat. You'll be fine. But they don't eat. Well, I, okay, boo, I, I get it. They don't, like, this knife way, and fork, but th- they, this, they, eat, yes. they eat blood of animals. Yes, I'll, but... I'll say they, hey... We'll just wring out a, a raw steak and, you know, just give me the yeah. blood leftovers. Yeah. That's good enough. But they can't because of this vampiric You're... family that's in charge. So that's why they don't tell anybody. The only reason that they've told the werewolves is to make this pact, you know, hey, you don't, you know, out our secret. We don't we... out your secret. And we don't go on your land. And this family that's in charge doesn't know that they've made this agreement with the werewolves, let alone they don't know that there's werewolves still on the planet so the werewolves are kind of secluded they're a mystery so it's the story that starts from right here that builds up into an even bigger story at the end which i think might benefit you to see it completely finished since you like knowing answers to things I, the, the thing is is i would very much like to like explore the world a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm again I'm a fantasy nerd. Yeah. I like Lord of the Rings. I like you know Game of Thrones, Dark Tower. That I I dig lore heavy worlds, but I feel like I couldn't do this one mostly because, Grant, I've never read the books, but I know how they're written. I've seen passages from them mm-hmm. before. I did I did. Again, I like to keep pointing out, I did research for this, and I mm-hmm. saw a couple of video essays where they showed passages of the book. Yeah. And I can already tell I couldn't read 500 pages of that. I, it's just not happening. I can I can read a lot, but how it's written just doesn't doesn't work with me. And that's not, like, a hit against Stephanie Myers. It's just I'm... Writers have certain styles, and yeah. not all styles are good for me. Like, Stephen King, I can read his style really well, mm-hmm. because it's a lot... Like, um, like simple prose, very fast and all that stuff. But then there's people who are like Tolkien and I love Lord of the Rings, but he's, he's hard to get through. Yeah. It's very hard. It's very hard to get through. He's, he writes very thick, eloquent, light prose, Mm -hmm. but I can still, you know, get through it. But Stephanie Myers, she has a style that I just, I can't deal. I can't, I can't go with it. It would just be a slog. And the movies, because the actors still put in the same kind of sleepwalky performance no it picks up okay but do the movies get better the movies get better the the stories get deeper so i think it would benefit you i don't want to though i know but but i know how you are you don't like to leave things 
un- un- unknown and unfinished. Yeah. But the problem is, is this first movie, the stuff, the main story they want to follow is not at all what I care about. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is this, that's, okay. I think this is the thing that when we were talking earlier and then, you know, I started ranting a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is what I was trying to get at. This movie, because I've never read the books, this is my only introduction to the series, yeah. and if this movie, if no idea of the book series, if I had no idea that there was a book series connected to this, if I was just, if somebody brought me this script on spec and said, hey, making this movie, and I saw the finished product, this movie would have been shit-canned. Yeah. Like, it, it would not have had sequels. Granted... Now knowing that, yeah, you know, granted, there's a whole book series, yeah. and yeah, the books are incredibly popular, and this movie made a shit ton of money. I know yeah. that much. So yeah, I, I guess mean, you could... it's opening weekend. It made sixty million, sixty nine million dollars, including some of my money. So it made how much? I'm not gonna say it again. It made made how much money? I am not this, saying it again. This teen love story that has a very strong abstinence theme underneath it made how much money? I will not say it. $69 million. You're held. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, I can still get, I can still think things are funny. Leave me... It's fine. But, yeah, this movie... I read J.R.R. Its... Tolkien, but, you know, heh, 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 69. Hey, first of all, even Shakespeare liked a good dick joke every once in a while. Yeah. Now, that's the thing. This movie by itself is a terrible introduction. Yeah. Terrible. And I think, you know... Absolute garbage. It makes me not want to watch the rest of any of these. And I'm not going to. Like they're... And after, you know, seeing it, you know, for like the hundredth time, if they came back and said, hey, we're going to redo this and redo it the right way, I'd be totally for I it. wouldn't even know what the right way was. Because that... Okay. Another thing, and this is because I anal retentive weirdo, I was looking at this movie and I was like, you know, you could probably cut some of this stuff and tie that up. Okay. Maybe... Mm-hmm. Ditch that weird angle. There's mm-hmm. for some reason the director has an obsession with Dutch angles in this movie. Yeah, it drives me crazy. And there's a shaky cam aspect that is just out of nowhere for a lot of the scenes. But this movie could be a tight 90 minutes. They can cut like 30 minutes of this movie pretty easily and just go into just the meat and potatoes of what the story mm-hmm. is. Supernatural teen melodrama story of a boy girl meeting falling in love in this new town or girl comes to new town meets this weird guy they fall in love find out he's a vampire and then her exposure to this new world leads to huge consequences out of her control yeah no you can you can make a story about yeah you can you can squeeze 90 minutes out of this but this movie's two hours long and there's some stuff in it that only makes sense if one you read the book yeah and two, if you were guaranteed sequels, because I feel like that's what this movie is is sinful for. That they, those are the sins of this movie. Mm-hmm. It expected the audience to have a complete understanding of the text, yeah, without and relied on that to fill in the blanks of the film, and then it also had the complete understanding that it didn't need to finish off thoughts or storylines in the first movie because it knew it had backups it yeah. knew it had sequels yeah i knew it had sequels to rely on like the whole thing with the werewolf stuff yeah like that um wait there's werewolves in this world mm-hmm. and you know jacob's part of this and oh what and she and he's been best friends with bella since they were like little well not best friends but they've known each other since yeah. they were little and he has kind of this crush on her and there's this whole like native american tribe that we never 
We never see the reservation. There's a whole thing. There's this whole world-building aspect of the movie where it's like, oh, yeah, you're just, you know you're going to get sequels so you don't have to answer any of these, which is not good for a standalone movie. And that's the problem I have with it. I watched the movie expecting I could have a complete standalone experience, nope. and it's not there. Nope. I can do that with Sorcerer's Stone, like Harry Potter. Yeah. I can do that with the Fellowship of the Ring. I can do that with X, Y, and Z. Like, I can do that with most movies that have a sequel. Yeah. Like, even the Hunger Games, for the most part, you can do that. Yeah. There's not a lot of sequel-baity stuff in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's things where it's like, okay, yeah, you, I can tell you're you're setting this up for to be paid off a little bit later, but there's good standalone stuff in there. Yeah. And this movie just... Just bitch. Just meh. I, I'm now going to start making noises because I don't know how to articulate my thoughts anymore. Meh, and bleh. So let me help you out. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. It's not that deep, bro. It, it's really not that deep. All right. So I guess that's 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 basically all I got about it. Unless you want to, unless there's some interesting things you want to throw out there. No, I mean, I, I really think you might get some of those answers if you finish the movies. I'm not forcing you to do it. I'm just saying I know how you That's are. That's going to be our next Guilty Pleasures month. No, because... You're just going to keep making me... You're going to make me watch every new Twilight movie. I mean, I could. Why you got to be like that? Because you gave me the idea. Curse my genius ideas for content. But, yeah, it's it's kind of how the book goes where, you know, we get into Edward's world in the first book. We get into Jacob's. The third book, it's the two worlds collide. And that's kind of how the story goes for the fourth book, too. So, you're not going to get all the answers in just one movie. That's just bad filmmaking. All right, so I'm I'm done. You got you want to you want to do your thing and throw some trivia out on this one. I mean, there, there's not a lot of trivia on it. I mean, I don't know if there's not a lot because I just know all of this stuff from watching it forever. But uh, I know you like trivia, so you know the part where Bella goes over to Edward's house the first time to visit and meet the family. Oh, was that the one where the girl broke the bowl and she cut herself? Yeah. See, I told you I did research for this. You probably checked through my notes. So yeah, <laughs> apparently Nikki Reed cut her hands breaking the salad bowl during one of the scenes. And that's why she mysteriously has gloves. And the final cut in the movie, which I thought was weird because we don't see her with gloves in, in any of the scenes during the movie. So I'm like, why is she suddenly wearing gloves in the house? But it gave me more context, you know, after reading that. I'm like, okay, cool, oh, whatever. There's just, oh, man. There's more stuff about this movie that I just realized that made me super angry. Why are they? Why is it that when we first see the columns, like four of them, that the couples are all dressed in like perfect white uniform, walking in like some weird European supermodels, and then Edward comes in, he's wearing just like a like a baseball tee. Because he's the black sheep of the family. Also, why is it a thing where it's like, hey, yeah, those those two over there, yeah, they're the Cullens. I know they're adopted, but isn't it weird that they're banging and then they're. Yes, no, that is weird. I think that's still illegal. Well, they're not related. It. They're not siblings. I understand that, boo. They make a point of that in that movie. But I still think it's like, wait, so this guy is adopting kids, and then coincidentally, all those kids kind of end up getting together? They're... 
look, I don't care how, like, nice the local town doctor, Doc Carlisle, because I'm, you know, I'm assuming this movie is supposed to be calling him Doc Carlisle, or Doc Carl, but the sheriff would ask some questions, be like, hey, Doc, why is it that every one of your kids seem to get together and have, you know, relations? All of them, oddly enough. Except that one boy, Edward, who suddenly has an interest in my daughter. Wait a minute. The sh I feel like the shotgun would come out at some point. I mean, we do get the shotgun in the movie. Which I thought was great because he's doing the shotgun thing. And then, you know, Bella's like, Edward lost me. He's like, oh, bring him on in. And he snaps the shotgun. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Are we going to see Edward get double barrel through the chest? <laughs> You're a nerd. Look, alright, there's some things about this movie that I did find incredibly enjoyable. It just didn't pay off the way I wanted to. And also, Edward, for Stephanie Meyer, her first choice was Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Yes, but he was stuck doing the Tudors. And he was also too old. Which is, actually no, because him and Robert Pattinson are like, what, a year difference, I think? Yeah, but... Henry Cavill yeah. aged, aged into yeah. a, a dude, and Robert Pattinson is like, I could so play a... 19 year old playing a 17 year old still because yeah. Robert Pattinson does not look 17 in this movie no I don't but he's more believable than Henry Cavill would have been I mean with with the square jaw of a Greek Adonis yeah which is probably why he played Greek Adonis's for so long but besides the point and like, we do love Henry Cavill he's good I can't wait to make you watch his first American role in Hellraiser 8 Hellworld you no, you don't. You don't. You don't want to be smiling about that. That movie's garbage. Look, I'll give that you this. That this wouldn't stop you, though. I, not even a little bit. But yeah, like that's another. That's another thing where there's some definite creep factor. Where this is a hundred and eight year old man trying to get into the pants of a seventeen year old girl. But Look, he doesn't you... try to, though. Honey. There's plenty of movies and books where they're already banging. This one Honey, doesn't happen until much later. He's over here like, yo, I would, I would jump your bones right now if it weren't for the fact that I would break all your bones. When does he say that in the first movie? He doesn't say that, but it's implied. For God's sakes, he sneaks in. He's like, I was watching you sleep. And she's like, oh, yes, take me. And then he try, and they start making out. And then she's like, ow. And then he shoots away. And he's like, oh, no. Oh, woe is me. I'm so strong and perfect. If I were to touch you, I would break you asunder. I could not make love to you because of this. Which goes into the whole abstinence play about yeah. the movie. But, like, there's still, like, a, not only a grown-ass man, but, like, a really, really grown-ass man being yeah. like, Hey, yo, girl. What's up? And she's like, I don't have, I just have my driver's permit. And like, oh. That's fine. I'm like, what? No! That is really bad. That's like, your grandfather's 93. Do you think you're... You would be weirded out if your grandfather started cruising the high school, right? Yes, that would be weird if my 93-year-old grandfather, <laughs> who lives in an assisted living home, started trolling around high schools. I mean, if he looked like Robert Pattinson? Why would my grandfather look like Robert Pattinson? <laughs> look, I'm just saying, Robert Pattinson, like... Edward probably got some, like, grandkids. No. That would have made it way more interesting, but whatever. But, like, look, I think it's weird that just because this 100-year-old man looks like Robert Pants and everybody's like, yeah, no, nah, you cruising, you cruising a high school for tail. 
totally fine, man. But he's not cruising. He's been, you know, on the earth for over a hundred years and hasn't had a mate. And suddenly, you know, he meets this girl and it's kind of like, you know... I am drawn to you. You are my creature of the night. What music they make. He's not Bela Lugosi. This, I really want to see a cut of this movie where it's at, like, Robert Pattinson doing the entire movie but with a Bela Lugosi voice because I think that would make this movie so much, so much more enjoyable. It won't be until the last movie when you get some vampires that appear and they do have Bela Lugosi accents and it just kind of throws you. God bless America. So it's funny, but it's also like, what? So, again, I think you would have, you know, a good time watching the rest of the movies, uh, but... But, like, I, there, again, that's just another thing about this movie where I'm like, it, there's something, you have to admit it's a little creepy, right? Yeah, I mean, that he's that many years older than her, yes, but physically, he's the same age. I know, your, your eye's starting to twitch... <laughs> You're starting to lose it. Well, totally fine. You know what? Whatever. It's just a movie, bro. It's not real. That's right. It's It's just a movie. And speaking of movies, because I think we need to, you know, round it up a little bit, because we're just going to keep going full circle talking about nonsense. So... My thing's not nonsense. Nine. Okay, so next week is our final installment of our Guilty Pleasure Month. And, you know, we started off with Romeo and Juliet. Uh, We had Starship Troopers, Twilight, and our final pick. So what is your final pick for Guilty Pleasure Month? So I feel like my last pick needs to be something a little bit different. Okay. All right. So I picked Starship Troopers originally, which... It's not a really guilty pleasure. That movie is amazing, and it's awesome. Your opinion, but go on. You can hate great things all you want. Mm-hmm. Now, my next pick is something that's actually is kind of a guilty pleasure, because it's... Now, I know you've gotten mad at me before for shitting on movies you've picked, because yeah. one reason or another, I'm just kind of an asshole like that. And you're like, I never shit on your movies. I could if I wanted to. This is going to be the one you're going to... This is going to be the... This is going to be the one. Okay. We'll be watching the... Okay... um, Gamer slasher haunted house ghost movie, Stay Alive. Stay Alive. That sounds familiar. It has Frankie Muniz in it. Huh. It's from like 2000 and something. Okay. it's the last film from Hollywood Pictures. It wow. is also the only slasher film ever produced by a Disney by the Disney Corporation. Okay, this kind of sounds interesting. Yeah, you'd think it'd be interesting. <laughs> you'd think it'd be. But yeah, this movie I got a lot of I got a lot of a lot of love for it, a lot of heart for it, but it's yeah. Yeah, this it, is going to be a good one. Is this easily accessible? So if people want to watch this, they can find it? Or is this something deep in your DVD collection that they're going to have to come borrow? My DVD is worn out, as I've watched oh. it many times. Uh, I will, it's a doozy, then. You'll be able to find it. Don't worry. All yep. right, that's uh, that's Dean's pick, and I'm feeling kind of embarrassed. I, uh, I'm admitting I'm liking that movie. 
Okay, well, we'll be watching that next week. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at The Film Club on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we are streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and just about any platform that's really out there. Dean, do you want to plug the other podcasts you're on? I would love to. You can follow my other podcasts on the same platform as we just said. Um, those two podcasts are the Double Feature Podcast and the Too Obscure for TV Podcast. You can also find them on the YouTube channel In The Frame. And uh, yeah, other than that, boo. I, I think that'll do it. We'll see you next week at the Film Club. Peace. <laughs>